0: Listen, do you want to get jacked? Do you want to get bigger, faster, stronger? Are you putting everything you got into your workouts? Well, that's great. That's great. But are you backing it up when you get home? You know what I mean. Are you eating right? Are you drinking right? Are you taking the correct supplements? Well, if you're in need of some fantastic supplements, go over and check out getmountainops.com. Some of the best supplements out there geared towards the specific needs of the hunter. They got multi-blended proteins, pre-workouts, post-workouts, multivitamins, which I myself take and thoroughly enjoy. And not only that, but for the fantastic listeners of this show, if you want to get 20% off your order, all you have to do is enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and boom, 20% off right there. So head on over to GetMountainOps.com and get yourself some, and don't forget to head on over to to naturalbornhunter.com, check us out on YouTube, subscribe to our iTunes channel, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. All right, now let's get this show underway. So so this this little noise here, the squeaking and, and fussiness you hear is my son, firstborn child, Anderson Samuel Bradley. He's uh, It's about his feeding time, but I just wanted to introduce him. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he's trying that much way up to get. I'm it out here little man. This can't be crying on your debut. But he is uh he's my first boy son. Well, my first <clears throat> kid and I'm pretty pretty stoked and amazed to be a father, man. It's the best feeling in the entire world. Even even with the crying and the late night diaper changes and everything and peeing on me and pooping on my hands. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh so, I, I apologize about the crying, but those of you with children know there's not a damn thing I can do about this. I'm no. gonna take him and feed him right now, but I just wanted to bring him, bring him on, cause you know I love doing this podcast and I love that that little boy. So I just wanted to you know bring him on, and introduce him to y'all.
1: Nice, sure, congratulations, congrats. Thank you, thank you. Man. <clears throat>
0: Dude, you guys are dead, right? And it's, it's unreal. It's unreal, the feeling.
1: It's, it's, he just stole the show, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like I'll never do anything better in my life than that right there. Well,
2: you, you need to try to live up to that again, though, to have a couple more. So, you, uh, you, just, you, know, you know, get back that's... to practicing once it's okay to get back to practice. And, <laughs> okay. and you know, work on number two.
0: I you know that's 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 actually a plan. It's probably not going to be a long turnaround time. You know, <clears> do <it> the CrossFit <throat> way, recover and get back after it. Go. <laughs> uh, so you know, we've <laughs> talked whether it's going to be two or three or four, I don't know. But uh, there's definitely, definitely, hopefully going to be, uh, hopefully we'll be blessed to have some more in the future. Man, it's it's crazy though because people, I've heard, oh, it changes your life. It changes your life like the minute that kid came out it was just a switch went off it's like I was, I was meant to be a dad I was meant to be a dad and that's not something I'd ever thought I was meant to be especially the way I live like I did not see that that coming so you know like I said late night feedings I'm actually becoming what I would like to consider the NASCAR of diaper changing NASCAR pit crew <laughs> of diaper changing like I've got a method I might put in a clock like you have for a CrossFit workout, where I get the three, two, one, go. Try to set some PRs here, you know, to tr- maybe <clears> some, <throat> make some videos, some other new dads, because I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting the process. I'm getting it down, and I think I have some things I could share, share with some new dads out there.
1: Sounds like a new podcast to me. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I
0: don't know about a whole podcast. <laughs> just one YouTube video. Cause I don't I'm gonna tell you, there's there's some new dads in our listening community, so I'm gonna share this with you, right? Prep work is everything when it comes to diaper changing, especially late night diaper changing. When it when he's ready to have his diaper changed, I've already got the second the new diaper under him. I've got a separate baby wipe ready to cover his wang. In case, you know, those of you who've ever been peed on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You gotta have something to cover those rough shots. And then I've got three separate baby voice lined up on the side rail along with his wiener cream because we had him circumcised. <laughs> so. It wiener cream. His wiener, wiener <laughs> cream. You ever seen the wiener cream? Phil, you didn't get the wiener cream for your boys? Yeah. But... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You cream I, it, some wieners. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it doesn't last too long, though. I mean, it seems like that little plastic deal falls out after about a week, like maybe seven or eight days, a little. You got the cone on there no. still? You... No,
0: we didn't even get that. They just said, hey. When you change them, one of you hold his legs, keep it from hitting it. The other one make sure this cream gets on there.
2: No, the way that they did it here, they put the little the little freaking cone on the like helmet and they cone? tie the string. No, it's like, a, it's like a, a little rubber helmet that goes over the head, and then they just put the skin over then they tie the rope like a piece of thread, and it just eventually cuts it off.
0: Oh, that's not how they did it here. They, sur- they surgicaled it, surgeried it. You
2: you New York folk, you you guys gotta be all complicated with shit. Can't you just do stuff the old fashioned way?
0: No, I don't know about (laughs) that old fashioned business. All I know is I'm putting wiener cream on and it's a race. Cause here's here's the deal, right? I got it all set up, I got everything laid out. As soon as it's go time, boom, new old diaper's off, using the old diaper to weigh a little bit of the butt mess, folding that under, coming in, you know. (laughs) Well before as soon as that diaper opens up though, that the P shield is on. You know, some people, they're like, oh, what about the PPTP? And it's like, what? I don't need a damn PPTP because I would have to clean the PPTP every time it gets messy. And that would waste, you know, a wipe. Why not just use the damn wipe, throw it on the wiener real quick, cover myself, shield it because I've been peed on enough. And then, you know, start slinging the other uh baby wipes on the rear end get it all cleaned up bunch it all together step on the trash can boom it's in there real quick uncover it hit it with the wiener cream and that that's the danger zone there because my wife has made the mistake of going to the wiener cream thinking i'm done i'm going to remove the pea shield baby wipe and just do up the diaper wrong as i saw today this afternoon she removed the pea shield went to fold the new diaper over and guess what?
1: It got in her mouth. It did not get in her mouth.
0: It did not get in her mouth. But that boy shot a stream across the room that made me proud to be his father. I mean, Niagara Falls ain't got shit on what this kid was putting out there. It was impressive. An impressive flow stream. And so I said, you know, it's your own damn fault. You took off the shield. You dropped your guard. You know, he got you. That happens. But... If everything goes according to plan, you keep that shield on there. And even if, you know, he does his own thing, sure, you wasted the diaper that's down there collecting it anyways, but that might protect his clothes, the mat, you never know. If not, he'd no pee. Boom, flip it up. Do him up. Boom, you're done. Off to the races. And that's the Will Bradley technique, which if any of you new dads want to see a video out there of, of how this is done, you know, I can somehow try to shield the nudity, if you will and uh i might I might make that give some tips and tricks out there to new father- fatherhood because I know there's a few of you guys out there who are uh expecting and you know if you're gonna do something you got to do it right and this I is forgot. ladies and gentlemen is the natural <laughs> board hunter podcast a podcast where believe it or not we normally talk about hunting and fitness in the occasional tale of the wiener cream <laughs> uh t- welcome we've got my main man phil mendoza spinning the ones and twos aka the big sexy ice man live from denver colorado no limits archery greatest archery shop on the entire planet and we are blessed to have with us tonight is cousin jesse who jesse marquez who those of you who go to anchor crossfit or know of anchor crossfit you know he's one of the head coaches there co-owner or if you're a little bit bit more up to date with the archery hunting athlete world you know he is the newly crowned alpha bow hunting championship <clears throat> winner he is the alpha hunter for 2016 so congratulations jj right. i am super stoked uh i watched that final heat because uh, for those of you who don't know the alpha bow hunting competition is a bow hunting competition phil held and the finals were made up of, was it eight guys? or Was eight guys left? Yep. And they had to go head to head. And uh, Nathan, who, you know, shout out to him, he, he, he did an amazing job videoing for us for Natural Born Hunter and putting out the live feeds. And he captured all the excitement was that was in that final heat, where it was Jesse and who else? Paul. <clears throat> oh, Paul Black paul black came in for that final heat i'm gonna tell you what man that was a barn burner i mean i don't know paul so no offense to him i was rooting for jesse and i didn't know what the outcome was and i'm sitting there watching this like come on man come on man you got this you got this and then i saw (laughs) you know if you you know he obviously won but it was it was intense man it was exciting to watch and i'm watching it over the internet so i imagine in person is a lot more exciting. So why don't you why don't you walk us through this? Let's open with that, Jesse. Final heat, you're going in. What's going through your mind?
1: Um man, so first off dude, it was it was just incredible to be there. I mean, like it was it was surreal just knowing that I was in the final heat that I had made it that far. I honestly did not expect to make it that far. You know, I was just excited to be in the alpha bracket. Um, you know, then um, Couple rounds later, two, three rounds later, I'm in the final heat, and you know, I had saw Paul shooting, and he <laughs> was shooting good like all day long. He was on point. Uh, he's a beast. He was fast. Um, he pushed the pace. So I was a little bit intimidated, you know. I just knew that I just had to, um, honestly, not think about it, just to kind of just stay cool, just play my game, just you know, just stay on his heels, make my shots, and if I felt like I could push the pace on him to make him. Uh, rush it! I don't know whether or not it worked, um, but you know I would just stay on his heels, um, try to take some shots before him if I could get up, you know, get there before he could, uh, and just kind of see what happened from there. Um, so that, that last heat, you know, um, I know just watching him kind of out of the corner of my eye, I could see he was a step ahead of me, and I know we would line up at the same time. I could hear his arrows going off before me, so I would just kind of listen for my guys that were at my corner to say he hit, he missed. You know, and if, if I heard that he missed, I would take a little bit longer just to make sure that I would hit it. Um, if he hit, you know, I would just try to kind of get that shot off quickly just to kind of make sure I stayed on par with him. Um, definitely tried to make sure I got to that fifth target, get in that box, because I don't know if you saw the way it was lined up, Will. Uh, you know, that when you said, you know, when Phil said go, we were back to back. <laughs> and then that fifth target, you ended up in the same starting position where, we were just standing right next to each other, so I wanted to make sure I was in that box with him so he could feel the pressure, um, you know, and hopefully miss the shot. If, if, he, if I was in there quickly, that he would try to rush a shot and take it a little bit sooner. Again, whether or not that it did what, it, what I thought it would do, um, I don't know, but I just know that that last round, he missed that last shot, so I knew that I had a few seconds to just make sure I had to make that shot count, and I did.
0: Yeah, I was was wondering actually when I watched it if he missed that last shot because it looked like you were taking your sweet damn time, and I obviously (laughs) didn't know, and I was like, Jesse, what the – you're not going (laughs) to win going
1: at that pace, boy. Yeah, it was (laughs) fun. Our targets targets were right next to each other, so I saw that he missed, so I took (laughs) a few extra seconds. I debated trying to get the shot off before him. Um, but I knew, like I said, if I drew back when he was drawn back, it was going to put a little bit of pressure on. Because I saw that he wanted to, you know, throughout the day I saw that he wanted to be the first one done. He wanted to get those shots off first. And, you know, there's, there's a game plan to that. You know, like if you get done a lot quicker and um, even if you miss a couple shots, you're still getting done faster. So you, you bought the time there. Well, I knew that if I was just a few seconds behind him and he missed, well, that gave me 20 seconds to, to get a shot off. Um, you know if I hit it then great I just bought myself 20 extra seconds if I missed well that was my strategy down the drain you know
2: yeah it was neat to see how some some people because the the way we we created the event you know with that head-to-head round is I gave people a bonus arrow so it was five targets you had to shoot but you had a sixth arrow and some people shot their sixth arrow some people didn't and to see where people chose to shoot their their bonus arrow some people would save it towards the end. Some people would use it right away, and some people would go back targets. After they'd shot three targets or four targets, they'd go back to their first target <clears> and try to shoot it. So it, there was a lot of strategy involved based on, you know, where you feel you were at. And like like Jesse said, you, you had a spotter. I let you have a spotter with you there to tell you, yes, you hit, no, you didn't. Because if anybody shot clay pigeon targets before, sometimes you'll shoot an arrow right in, in the center or right on the end of it, and the arrow will won't completely break the, the clay it'll just pu- bust a little hole in there and sometimes it's hard to see especially if you're moving fast your heart rate's beating and you don't see that you broke it i wanted them to know that yes you broke it so you're not going to sacrifice using another arrow at the at the station if they didn't need to so to watch how people shot their bonus arrows is pretty neat
0: <clears throat> wait so how many bonus arrows were there one one bonus arrow
2: so to to kind of to go back, well, just from to to kind of explain to people that that didn't get haven't seen any of the, the coverage or didn't understand how the event rolled out, and it was something that was difficult to explain. I mean, I I tried to do it on some of the championship bow hunting podcasts and I tried to explain it as best I can. But until you got out there and and just experienced it, it's it's new, right? There's it's it's a completely new event. So day one was a qualifier round. It was a thirty arrow qualifier round, and what we did with the targets was all marked yardage, some, some 3D animals, some 2D animals. You were shooting at a bonus ring, 12, 10, 8, and then if you hit anywhere outside the 8 ring, is negative 3. So oh. it's not a 5, it was a negative 3. But to kind of throw the wrench more in the system, there was some targets that I, I gave a par, par plus plus is what I kind of call it. It's a par plus plus game. So as to where a par plus game like IBO 11s or ASA 12s, whatever the case is, it's a par plus game. In some scenarios, the shooter got to pick. I had a couple scenarios where there was like a 35-yard wolf or like a 52-yard wolf. And if you wanted to take a shot at the 52-yard wolf, you knew what the yardage was. But you, if you, Every bonus ring, with the exception of the negative three, was worth bonus points. So it was like four bonus points. So if you hit a 12, it's actually a 16. Oh, I like that. If you hit like a that. 10, it's actually a 14. If you hit an 8, it's a 12. So that's where you've got to go up there and you say... You know, I, I think I can at least hit a 10 or I can at least hit an 8. So if I at least hit an 8, I'm as good as I could be if I hit a 12 on the close shot. So that's where it it, it was up to people to see where they wanted to play. And I was limited on, on how many of the shot scenarios I was able to do because it had rained a couple days before and our 3D rain kinda got, our range got rained out. But that's where I wanted to basically test everybody, give them apples to apples test. And that's how we basically fight everybody and created the alpha bracket. So the top eight competitors out of 30 some competitors got moved into the alpha bracket and, and JJ qualified in third place. So when I seen that he had qualified in third place, I knew that it was going to be game on because I knew that him and Gabe were going to be ready to go from a physical standpoint. Not that the other guys on the course weren't because Paul was good and Fred was okay. good. And there was, you know, there's a lot of guys that were in good shape. Um, Dylan, who, who was a, uh, pro shooter and, and shop shooter for me, and Bo, who's my main bow tech guy, right? he, those two guys were in first and second. I know those guys can shoot a bow, and I'm not saying those guys aren't in good shape, but I know they're not in the shape that, that JJ or, or Gabe are in. So that's where I knew it was an equalizer as to you have some physical element day two and you have the shooting element, but putting it together with the strategy, it's anybody's game, and <clears throat> that's what it was fun to see. So day one, qualifier rounds um we shot targets out to what 61 62 yards or whatever that elk was i think yeah um and you know a lot of kneeling shots a lot of uh, you know handful of drawn holds a handful of seated shots we shot some arrows out of a ground blind um we shot an arrow that was what you were standing at a platform shooting it out two yards after a 30 second draw hold Uh, those so there was a lot of those kind of hunting scenario type shots so after that, like I said, we got into day two, the head to head rounds, and so basically top eight qualifiers they got bumped into the alpha bracket. they were playing for the big big money and big prizes from ninth place down. we re bracketed everybody and we we put them in another head to head bracket for their own they were competing against uh just themselves, so it was neat to see, man I mean, even the women, the women got after it um
0: yeah, shout out to uh Raquel, Raquel took
2: first yeah right she's an animal man. She did good, you know. She, she can shoot a bow pretty well, and and you know, she stays in pretty good shape. So it was something that it it was it was she had that good blend going on. But it it goes back to, I was really happy to see, you know, my cousin win. And it's it's for one, we're family, right? I want to see my family succeed. But to see that we prepare in many ways the same way, you know, we're doing the boot camps. You know, he 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 works out at the gym a little differently than I do, but. When we work out, when we come together that once every two weeks to do a boot camp, or whenever we come together to shoot for that kind of stuff, it's the preparation is is a very similar platform, and to show people, look, this works, right? This is this is not we're not blowing smoke up everybody's can. This is for something, and 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 to see him come through and and knock off the top competitors like he did to win, it was it was like man, this is just a perfect storm because, um, like I said, from 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 a credibility standpoint and from a, uh, I mean, just not just that, but just seeing how the the event handicapped itself and seeing how the event regulated itself. You know, I knew it was going to do that. I didn't know how well it would do that. And it did it very well, I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, you put together a <clears throat> event where you wanted to test the archers And some other fitness. And there was a little more emphasis, I think, on the archery, obviously, with the qualifying to get into that alpha bracket. But then when it came time for that final showdown, you had to be able to put up or shut up with your fitness too. And not only that, but I think what I really like about it is it was short, intense, and you had to be able to manage your nerves.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: A lot like when you're out there in the field.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, guys were running the course, and somewhere between – you know two to three minutes, and just depending on how long you take took to take a shot and then for the alpha course i made I made the uh the distances a little further where they had to carry the sandbags to the to the sled and the distance they had to drag the sled was a little bit was it was not quite twice the distance but it was almost twice the distance that they had to do that every other division had to do so I made the physical portion a little bit greater for that last bracket um but it still wasn't it was very manageable. I mean, wouldn't you say, sure. J.J.? I mean, it was – you don't have to be superhuman CrossFit guy or, or marathon runner to be able to do well at that event. You just need to pace yourself, understand your limitations, and, and do what you need to do to put yourself in a position to make a good sure. shot when it, when it comes time to that.
0: I agree, Skip. So, Jesse, let's talk about that. Pressure, control, shot execution. What were you doing to make sure everything counted?
1: You know, um, honestly, I think probably I'd say about 70% of uh, the shooting I do for practice is with the workout. So I don't do a whole lot of just shooting for yardage or just, um, you know, just target shooting without uh, having my heart rate up. Uh, I try to incorporate at least three or four times a week when I'm doing a workout, even if it's just in my cardio warm-up or just kind of like a cardio, a little bit of a cool-down. Um, that's my shooting and a lot of times it's not even more than 20 yards. It's 10, 15, 20 yards. So for me, it was kind of I knew what to expect. I knew that um, You know do what you got to do whether it was running to you know running dropping the sandbag off on the sled running back take a deep breath <sighs> Draw back take another deep breath and then slowly let it out until I find that pin find that target and then let it go
0: And and what would you recommend to people out there who are trying to uh, become better under pressure or under the high elevated heart rate?
1: I think just do just that. Um, It doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to practice 60-yard shots in a mile run. You just, you know, do do a set of five or ten burpees or or run, you know, like a short distance, like a 100-meter sprint and take like a really short shot because even those short shots just learning how to draw back your bow learning how to just set that pin and just trust yourself on the release you know i think that it, like i said it doesn't need to be any kind of 60 80 yard shot 40 yard shot it's you know practice that at, at five or ten yards get used to that move back a few yards do it again uh, start going a little bit more intense on the workout um yeah, I recommend even doing stuff where you just blast your shoulders, where where you don't know that you're gonna be able to draw back your bow, um, just to make sure that you have that confidence that that yeah, you know, I, I know that my shoulders are tired and fatigued, but I'm gonna be able to pull this back and I'm gonna get that shot off.
0: Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, Phil, has got an important side business. Yeah, it's, yeah like <laughs> that. so. What do you think you could improve on, though, for next year's competition? Because I, I imagine you're planning on coming to defend your title.
1: Yeah, I got it, I guess, right? <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. Um, you know, maybe getting my shots off a little bit quicker, um, maybe uh, getting a little bit more distance on those, on those high-pressure shots. Um, I don't know, I think I may have told you that recently we downsized the gym because we're going to be building a new building. So really? We downsized for the time being, um, so that's why I've been sticking to like 20-yard shots. So I didn't get a whole lot of time to, to get out to 30, 40, 50 yards. So I would you know, definitely like to get those longer-range uh, yarded shots under pressure, um, for sure. And then I had only had the bow that I was using. I just upgraded to the Hoyt Defiant for three weeks so um, you know definitely like to make sure I get a few more arrows into a bow before I go out there.
0: <laughs> yeah a little more than uh, three weeks before a high pressure situation yeah. like a competition yeah. or a hunt yeah that might be a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I mean it performed well dude the the bow did what it had to do I got a, the new uh, Hamski um, hybrid rest as well so I mean everything just worked smoothly so if there was any mess up it was it was the shooter's fault not the equipment's fault for sure.
0: Yeah. You know, that's I think I've caught a lot of people, um they'll blame equipment or this, that, and the other thing and right. it's like, well, you know, if you didn't catch it before today, that you know, that comes down exactly. to you. Right. Not only that, but I think in the end, ninety nine percent of the time it is Robin Hood, not the arrow.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what uh, what do you got planned for this coming hunting season, man? Anything in the books?
1: Um, so I know that I drew an archery elk tag. I'm not sure which unit it was in uh, yet. So I guess see what unit that's in. Uh, I'm planning on actually heading up. I know you might be coming down, right? You have. I'm working, still...
0: it. I'm working on. I'm working on. We'll see right. you with this. You know, with the baby, hopefully. Yeah,
1: no, I understand. But if that happens, I'll make it happen. I'll even if I'm just the pack mule deer or the spotter, I'm definitely down to. To Tag along on that. Um, I'll go over the counter for pronghorn, um, and then probably just grab over the counter deer tag, just depending on where I'm at too. You
2: you can check now, Jay, on online. It tells you which unit you drew. Okay, the, I didn't. Know if you go to the draw results and preference points section, okay, it'll tell you now. I I just checked mine
0: um, today, so. Okay we'll do that yeah so
2: so what did you say will you're not sure now what the, what the <laughs> no i'm
0: worried i'm just saying it's, it's a work in progress you know nothing is 100 percent, but it's you know i'm trying to make it happen
1: what, what percentage 90? are we at
0: will like yeah 90? okay. Right. 90 okay pretty good 90 we're yes we going on. Yeah. yeah we're going <laughs> yeah that's what i'm talking uh, about i uh I tell you what, man, my brain right now is like scrambled eggs. <laughs> it's funny, man. You operate on some kind of tight. you can operate on some kind of tiredness level you never knew you could do before. Like I've I've gone to work in all kinds of rough shape before, but you know, nothing like nothing like those getting up to change the baby multiple nights in a row and just staying up and hammering. But. Hey,
2: I'll tell you, you you can do a train to hunt event with no sleep because I've done that. Yeah. And yeah, that was Fort Collins when you came out.
0: Yeah, and that it still didn't help me.
2: ...emergency room at from like 9 or 9.30 to like 6 in the morning. Drop, Dropped the wife and the, the little guy off at home, and I drove up to the shoot site. So you, you can do all right. It, it, you, can, you can function.
0: You know, that's what it's about. I will say, man, like I don't get uh, mad. I don't get upset. Mm-hmm. I don't get whatever. It's just like you get that. I, right, I get this done. I got to do it. It's, like, it's kind of like when you're... You know what it's like? It's a lot like when you're in the backcountry. Like, I never met anybody who's upset or in a bad mood out in the backcountry. Even if you're tired, you're all janked up, like, you're strung out, you haven't been sleeping great, whatever. You you know, you're freezing at night. You may uh, not be 100% ready for the conditions you're in, but you're out there. Your eyes are just bloodshot, but you still have this amazing focus and adrenaline going through you, you know?
2: yeah no I, I hear you i don't uh I haven't had the pleasure or the misery of spending any any period of time uh, hunting or camping you know uh, with, with miserable people so it seems like most of the people <laughs> enjoy being out there
0: yeah I mean I haven't either. I have been with miserable people out there I'm just saying when you're out there and you're just loving it it's like this is the best thing ever but you're you're pushing everything you have <laughs> in your body to whatever it can do.
2: One piece of advice, Will, with, with the little ones, because I got myself in trouble with this. I would sit there, and my and my little guys would, both of them, they'd be crying. I'd be smiling, you know, and it was like <laughs> because I just enjoyed watching the inner, you know, watching them. All and right, observing so I'm not
0: them. the only one doing that. No,
2: right. and and I'd sit there, and I'm like, man, look at listen to this little cry, and I'd just be holding them, and my wife's pulling her hair out. I'm tired. I I need a break. I need a rest, you know, and. And they're, they're, you know, obviously their bodies just went through a whole big deal, right? So yeah just just be be cautious when you're like in your moment, like observing them. Because if, if the wife's flipping out or something, you might want to take the baby into the next room and observe them, you know, <laughs> where, where the wife's not watching you smile, watching the little guy cry or something. Because, uh, yeah, my wife got cabin fever pretty bad after my first one. And she, uh, she was just cooped up and it was wintertime and she couldn't get out of the house and and he was, you know, newborn, but uh, I still enjoyed it, man. I'd sit there and I, I wouldn't sleep too, and I'd sit there and I'd watch him sleep, and it was just, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, what? Hey is, guys, I'm gonna grab my power cord real quick. I'm about to die, so right. yep. back we'll in be, a sec.
0: We'll <laughs> be hanging tight, man. What is, what is, what is it about like the kid though, where you can just sit there and watch them, like watch just, just, just watch them sit there breathing. They could be sleeping, whatever it is. You're just Sitting there, watching them.
2: You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, so like with our first, with Dominic, my oldest, it was. Ner- I was nervous, right? We'd put him in his little bassinet, and and you know they're so little, and you got them bundled up, and like I said, it was wintertime, and you just sit there and roll this little bean, right, <laughs> in their in their bassinet. And yeah. You just see his little face popping out because yeah. they got their hat and everything, right? And or the uh, the swaddle, right? Or yeah, you wrap you them up like a burrito exactly and you and you're watching i'm just like is he breathing is he breathing is he breathing yeah and and i got nervous and i wouldn't sleep sometimes i'd sit there and i'd watch him for just you know i'd just watch him but then it's like they're like no you know it's you get nervous but then you start you you start to kind of really watch and you see they're breathing and you see everything's good and then you just start watching and enjoying watching them there i don't know man i got i did that a lot and i did that with both my kids and it's something that People are like, oh, don't ever put them in bed with you and this and that. I'm Like, you know what? For a while, our kid, my kids, slept in bed with us a lot, and and I enjoyed every minute of it because they're only little for so long, and getting yeah. to watch them and, and watch the, just watch their sleep. And uh, you know, like now with my little guy, when he's taking a nap, and then you know, every once in a while he'll just he'll start laughing or something, you know, or he'll you know he, he'll he's uh, talking to sleep. and I still get I laugh at that stuff. I enjoy watching that so. Because it, you know, they're they're only little that like for so long.
0: That's that's right, man. He's already a week old, and I'm already like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow this down. Dad is not ready for all this, you know. And I know next thing I'm gonna be doing is being like, all right, we're gonna go connect with Phil, meet out in the Midwest, connect for our first turkey hunt. We'll show you the ropes, and it's just gonna all come so damn fast, man. And it I don't. Will. I don't know if i'm ready for i like to i like i like it i like it the way it is right now it's like that moment where i'm on the couch or whatever and like i put him on my chest and he's curled up in that you know little tight position that babies do and it's like this is the greatest feeling in the world
2: yeah it's it's a peaceful feeling man it it really is and then once they get older get older then they want to start running your life. Really? I'm learning that right now. My six-year-old, Dominic, um, that kid has a high-energy motor, and he needs to be going and doing something like now. So, I don't know. It, it, it changes. It's still enjoyable, but it changes.
0: You just got a lot more to do with him now.
2: And then and then you can be like, like J.J., he's just graduated a couple years ago. Zeke graduate two years ago now or one year a year oh, ago? Oh,
1: sorry, I, I lost sound for a couple minutes there. Um, That's all right. Uh, he graduated two years ago now. Two years ago from high so school. He, yeah. You have a kid who graduated high school? He just finished college this year actually. His, he went to a technical trade school. What? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <coughs> Yeah,
2: for sure, man. It's uh, um, I don't know. I, I love my my two kids, and that's all I want. I want to care of that.
0: Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I, I had no idea what it's about before this. I'll be honest; I was a little bit ignorant. I didn't, but no one can explain it to you. You can't. No, you, you, can't. you can't. tell somebody about it. I'm read all the books you want. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not. I'm not trying to tell anybody out there what it's like because it'll probably be different for everybody out there. But for me. Becoming a father has just been an unreal and amazing experience.
2: Yeah, and and it just it, it gets be, it keeps getting better, man. I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to describe it. Like I said, just like and it, just like the stuff you've just experienced now in the last week, you know, um, it it's just <clears> different kind of experiences now that it's it's a trip, man. Everywhere they'll just do something, and their personalities that they start to develop um, is pretty cool. Like Dominic, you know, he's He's watching the tournament last weekend, Dad. When am I gonna be able to compete in that, Dad? Why? How come I? How come I'm not old enough to compete? In that?
0: You know? <laughs> how has like, he gotta be to ride that ride? Right. Yeah.
2: How old do I have to be, Dad? You know. So. Yeah.
1: Dom always gets super bummed whenever we're doing the boot camps and and there's not enough equipment or there's not a light enough you know mm-hmm. kettlebell or something for him to use. He just you see the look on his face. It's just he, oh, just
2: yeah. he gets pissed, man. So, like, some of us will use a pack, and sometimes we won't use a pack. Well, if we're using a pack, I won't let him put any weight in his backpack. And he gets pissed, man. Yeah. It's like, Dad, how come I need to be able to do the same thing, you know? <laughs> and it's, oh, man, it's a trip. He'll sit there and pout sometimes it's, because he doesn't, he wants to do the same things everybody else.
0: He wants to run with the big dogs. He does. He does, man. That's, that's great, man. That's like, that's what I hope. I hopefully, you know, you never know. I'll support him whatever he wants to do. But like, I'm looking forward to that first hunt.
2: Oh yeah, it's uh, it is uh, it was very memorable for for me. But I, everybody's got to be different with <clears throat> with the situations. But for me, it was it was
0: pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, man. That's you only get to do that first one once. Yep. Yep. Luckily, there's a lot of big game species we can try a first one out on. Yeah. (laughs) So, Phil, what do you, what do you, it's getting to that time, man. What do you got put in? What are you drawing?
2: So, I drew my, uh, I drew a high country deer, uh, mule deer tag. And I drew, uh, I drew my either sex elk tag in in a limited draw unit. Again, I drew last year and this year. I didn't expect to draw this year. But um, I I can get a, excuse me, a, a second tag, a, a, a cow tag. So when you come down, I'll still have a tag in my pocket, um, a cow tag. But we can go, we can go chase elk in another unit. And I did not draw pronghorn in the in the draw unit I applied for, but I can get over the counter tag for that as well. So pronghorn is always tough for me, man, because the shop is that's the busiest time of year is July and August, <clears throat> and pronghorn season opens august 15th
0: uh huh. when's it close what's that when does pronghorn close
2: uh it's like september 20th but usually into september i'm busy chasing deer and elk so i i kind of i don't say i forget about pronghorn but i just
0: um you go from setting up everyone's bows for hunting season to hunting elk is what you're saying
2: yeah i don't i don't uh pronghorns like a couple years ago when when i drew the same using in santino we took a couple days and we went out there and we we put a lot of effort into it because it was a limited draw unit, and
0: you got some big boys that year.
2: We did both of us shot good bucks, um, and we applied. Is that the f- one right behind you. Uh no, uh, no, that one hasn't gotten mounted yet actually. Okay. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I don't know if if I don't over the counter is fun, but it's almost too accessible, right? You can drive thirty forty five minutes outside of town and you can be chasing pronghorn and you can go for an afternoon right like you know you, you went with santino a couple times last year didn't you
1: jay I did yeah the year before yeah.
2: so it, you can go you can go get a, a decent hunt maybe a stock or two in in an hour and a half two hours worth of hunting and i i would say that probably because it's so accessible sometimes you just keep putting it off oh yeah i'll just do a couple evenings or i'll just do a couple mornings when it's over the counter and you don't ever put fully put the time that you probably should or you know so anyway that's just me that's how i've been but it's because of the shops always it's always so busy that time of year
0: it really gets overshadowed by elk
2: yeah i it yeah elk for me i mean i just talked i was talking to a, a family member on the phone today <clears throat> and i'm probably gonna buy a, a landowner voucher tag in new mexico to go in october um just to get another elk hunt in so i'll be archery hunting in a rifle season but it's 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 a, it's a unit where there's some private and some public in that unit where i can hunt on that tag. and of course you got to be wary because of there's going to be other rifle hunters around but it's just like anything else you get for far enough back in and you people don't want to hike back in that far so you get away from the, the traffic so i may end up going elk hunting new mexico too in october <clears throat>
0: Do you have enough room in your freezer for all these?
2: I got three <laughs> freezers. All right, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it it uh, I filled them last year. And I tell you what, we're starting to dwindle because we we've, we've been eating a lot of meat, but <clears throat> um, it's fun, mm-hmm. man. And like I said, I don't know. Uh, Jesse applied for the same unit that him and I applied the same unit for elk this year, and I was lucky enough to draw without a a, a preference point. So hopefully, hopefully he can he can draw. Hopefully he was lucky enough to draw the same unit as well. I
1: bet it was. I bet it was. So yeah, was yeah. first choice.
2: But um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, because it's it's last year up that up in that area. I, I screwed up an opportunity for my dad, not intentionally, because it's he drew his black powder muzzleloader tag. You there? You got a week long or eight eight day season of black powder in the archery season. And, and he's enjoyed doing that because he gets to use a boomstick in the middle of archery season. And uh, long story short, man, we've seen a giant, probably the biggest bull I've seen hunting. And it, uh, it, it was a big boy. If anybody has seen the video I've, I've got on, on YouTube from the one a couple years ago in New Mexico, it is bigger than that. And so we saw him, and he wasn't very far. He's got cows. and. And i told my dad i said you take a direct line through the trees and you go at him i'm going to drop down because i just was like i want him to get an opportunity because they were in the middle of this meadow and he can he's got more more reach with the with the muzzleloader than i did with my bow so i figured if he can get within 150 yards i've seen him i've seen him kill elk with his muzzle loader at 150 yards long story short he got to the edge of the tree line and i was going down about 200 yards below him when I'm about to peek out to look up into the meadow, there's a friggin' satellite bull right there staring, staring at me about 30 yards away. And he spooked, blew across the meadow, and he took the herd with him. But uh, that, I, <clears throat> I drew that unit again, and um, like I said, hopefully, hopefully Jay drew, drew it with me so we can, we can pack back in there maybe and stay a couple nights further back in because the further back you go, people don't go back there, and, and it's a lot of unpressured area. In this unit, because there's so much private that surround the the national, the state, state lands is the the public lands, and uh, people don't go back that far, and, and the, those elk are back there. So
1: we'll see, man. It'll be I'm fun. Excited just talking about it. It's exciting.
2: I, I'm, it's I'm I'm like I, I wish it was already like now, and I know before we know it, it's gonna be here, right? I mean, we got yeah. two months roughly. Well, no, three months actually. June, July, yeah, about three months. But it, it'll be here before we know it, and um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good, but, um, I don't know. I mean, you just, you guys, the season doesn't start till what late October, Will?
0: No, we'll have, um, September will be, you guys have well, we have, symptoms? it'll be, I believe bear early bear will be the first thing to open up, which opens, I think last <clears throat> weekend or week in September. That's how it mm-hmm. works out. I'll have to check. But, yeah, early bear goes first, and then, yeah, in October is uh, archery, deer, and that's, you know, that's the big one, for me at least, is archery deer season, even though it's not as active as when rifle opens up, just being out there for the archery deer the early season. I like it because it's warmer and because I see a lot more. Once a gun starts going off, they know they're hip to yeah. it. You know the deer seem to become a little more timid. They vanish. You don't see them as much. I mean, I mean this is nothing new. <laughs> I'm telling people, but it's like it happens every year. It works. You know the same.
2: But um, how many tag? How many? How many tags can you get out there?
0: I can get a rifle, a black powder. I think two for bow. And I think that's it. So I think four? Still quite a bit, though. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's awesome. You know, but the way usually I'll try to get, if I can get a buck and a doe, I'm having a great season. You know, I have yet to have a bear, although I've seen a few. Uh, You can't bait them. You can't hunt them with dogs in New York State. So that makes it a lot, a lot harder. Yeah, the
2: same, same here.
0: Is it? Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard without any bait. So, you know, I go where I think they'll be. There's a place I've got a hunting camp I belong to. It's got a lot of sign, a lot of berries. So I set up mostly just to go for fun, just like sitting in the woods.
2: Yeah. So, Jay, do you have any other uh, events or tournaments you got coming up? I know you guys go to the games quite a – you know, usually you try to make a trip out there for CrossFit Games. You guys going to go out there again this year?
1: Yeah, we are. Um, our our guy that made it last year to the the Masters, he made it again this year. Um, cool. and this dude's got a, an amazing story. I mean, he you know he made it last year. He wasn't even sure, I and mean, we were pretty confident. We knew he would, but um, you know, and his goal was like, I just want to finish top ten. He finished fourth. He was only a couple points wow. out of being on the podium for last year. Uh, this year again, he was training his ass off, um, and then. A couple months before, I think, is before the open, so before the qualifier, he uh, went into the hospital to the ER. He had to, his intestines or something like got blocked or twisted up, and uh, so they had to perform this emergency surgery and like they had to drain all kinds of fluid and bile out of his out of his abdomen. Um, it was pretty serious stuff, um, but he recovered from that. Um, but then he had a little bit of uh, I don't know. Like it happened again a couple weeks later. Not as bad though, so they didn't have to do surgery. I don't think, or they might have had to do something pretty minor. Um, but he came back. He bounced back. He qualified. Um, so he's going to be there again this year. So nice. we're going to go out there and support him. Yeah.
2: I remember seeing yeah, the pictures me, last year.
1: Yeah, the dude's, the dude's a stud, dude. He's 49. Uh, his name's Craig Eisman. Um, he's got he's got the body of like a 22 year old. Um, he's got the mind of a 22 year old. This dude has got. He's just focused. He knows what to do. He, this guy, you know, he can game any workout. He knows how to, you know, how to prepare for it, how to plan for it. Um, he sticks to his game plan. He's cool. Um, I mean, this is, he's he's legit. That's cool.
0: Oh, that reminds me. Congratulations to Josh Bednors and his team who qualified yeah. for the Absolutely. games.
1: Yeah, congrats, Josh. We'll be watching them too. So that's Thank that's man. gonna be pretty cool to see them.
0: Yeah. So what what is it like going to the games? You know, checking it
1: out. It's exciting, man. It's, it's you know, the Disneyland for CrossFitters. I mean, once you do it a couple times, it gets a little bit um, repetitive, you know. But once, you know, the first two years we did it, we just went just, you know, because we're gym owners and we can go and, um, you know, business expense. Uh, but then the next, the third year, that's when we had an athlete there. And once you have somebody there that you're rooting for and then, you know, seeing backcountry's team out there last year too, um, it just makes it a completely different Feel you know I mean you're you've got somebody there that you're supporting that you helped train to get there, um and then it gets a little bit different too when you get all the new names in there. So like you know Froning was no longer and Kalipo was no longer competing individually their own team. So it made it a little bit different as far as watching all the individuals go. I mean still I mean hands down these guys are guys and gals are the greatest athletes in the world. So still great to watch. It's just that. They're just pretty much relatively unknown, you know, compared to like the Fronings and Kalipas and Camilles and that kind of stuff. So it's, it makes it a little bit different.
2: Yeah, you know, so I've maybe it's just me that I don't watch enough TV, but I've they I've seen they've actually televised on ESPN <laughs> some of some portions of the events, right? They do. They just yeah. they just do that purposely, just a few of them, and then they don't they don't do any more. I've just never seen any more. I've only seen like one or two from from last year's and the year before was the same way.
1: Yeah, so a lot of times they'll they'll just show a few things at a time. So they'll show like the men's and the women's event five, you know, and that's all they'll show. And then the next day they'll show, um, you know, the the finals, whatever. They, a lot of times they don't show a whole lot of the Masters on TV, um, you know, because the, the big things to watch are the teams, the individual men, the individual women. So they'll only show a little bit of it because if you think about it, we're out there for – I'm going out there on Tuesday. That's when when Craig starts. Tuesday through, if he qualifies through Thursday, he'll be there through Thursday. Um, I think the individuals individuals start Thursday through Sunday. So those are they long days. They're they're good solid eight to ten hour days. So um, they, they you know they cut a lot of that out for sure, just to yeah. keep the excitement, keep the spectators excited on TV and that but, kind of stuff.
2: But can you watch the rest of it on like YouTube or anything? Or is you can cool?
1: yeah, if you can watch it, if you just go. Um, to the CrossFit Games website. You can see any of the events on there. Oh, okay. And I think they stream it live, too, there. Um, so you can watch the entire thing there.
2: Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've enjoyed watching it. It's always fun to watch that stuff. but It is, I man. Just, it's, it's
1: pretty cool to watch.
2: It's some never things, been able to see all of it.
1: There's some things that... I know one year they had, like, a crazy long row, a crazy long run, and it's like... That's, that's not the most exciting thing to watch. You know, it's like, yeah. To me, it's like watching golf yeah (laughs) no no offense to any people that like love to watch golf or play golf Um, you know there's just some things that's just not fun to watch you know
2: yeah it's not like the alpha bow hunting challenge exactly man it's not like that
1: no absolutely not (laughs) so you get you get stuff that's two and a half three minutes man that's exciting to watch you know just just cycling through different brackets that's i I agree man
2: (laughs) yeah so so we were will since you you stepped out for just a sec and I think we've only got Jesse for a few more minutes. I think he's got to run. But we were just talking about the games and, you know, I was comment, commenting on how some of the events are televised and sometimes they, they don't televise everything. And and how some of the events are, are kind of like watching paint dry or like watching golf. And I told him how it's nothing like the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, you know. <laughs> it, I'm getting able to watch that. But and, and then even next year when we add the the team events into into the platform – in the head-to-head format. So you've got two guys competing against another two guys or gals, where I depend on how we break the teams out. So Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch too.
0: Yeah, and we've talked, you know, the three of us of some ways to maybe spice that up or you know, I'm not going to reveal anything else we're talking about, but I'll just say, "Hey, what's what's the downtime for Hunters? <laughs> what would be the perfect time to to challenge them physically and uh archery-wise?"
2: Well, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and publicly shoot down the guys running thongs thing because that idea was not a very good one. But um
0: aerodynamics, the women,
2: um, in the you know swimsuit competition format of the head-to-head competition, uh, we might
0: revisit that one. You said you wanted outside the box ideas. I'm throwing out <laughs> there outside the box ideas.
2: But I just didn't want you know anybody's junk outside the box. So that's just. For sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand. I, I,
1: I would definitely have to forego um, defending my title if it had to be in 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 a song. What if it was camo? Uh, fifty-fifty.
0: All right, that's what I thought. Camo changes everything. I uh, what.
1: What, what camo pattern? That's the question. Right? Whatever
0: you want, whatever makes it yeah, look good Yeah,
1: exactly. Some of them will accentuate. Listen,
0: I'm looking for a camo that doesn't hide things but accentuates oh, exactly.
1: them. I don't need it to be any more
0: hidden. <laughs> that reminds me when my kid was born, I want I I really I ha- I maintained my seriousness, but the whole time I I wanted to turn to the doctor and go, "That's a record, right?" <laughs> Get get your tape get, get your ruler out. No wait, better yet, grab the yardstick. We got to measure this baby. <laughs> but I but because, you know, my wife, she was she's even giving me the face now. Just there's some serious, you know, serious tones to the moment. I I held back.
2: Yeah, that's a <laughs>
1: good
0: Right, good thing, Will. I did cut the cord, and let me tell you, man, the guy, the doctor who was holding it, I wanted to say, listen, you ever cut anything before, doc, because you're putting your finger so damn close to these scissors. And these aren't those safety scissors, these are real, you know, heavy duty scissors. I'm gonna cut your finger off. I've never done this before. You know, I'm as nervous as a dog shitting razor blades, and this guy's putting his fingers as close to these damn scissors as he possibly can.
2: I didn't I didn't have that uh, we, both of my kids were were breech, and we had to do C sections on both of them. So I didn't, I didn't get to cut any cords on either one of them
0: myself. Um, you know, it's an experience. I'm not saying you're missing anything, but it's an, ex- it's an, it's an experience. It's different, you know. I've, I. I also had thought in that moment, just picking out the knife and saying, "I got this." Get yeah. out of here, with these scissors. Cool. I've done this before. <laughs> if if you can skin a deer, you can cut a cord, Doc. <laughs>
1: yeah. But again, another really good thing you didn't bring up in the in the room. Yeah,
0: you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I guess I'm a little bit wiser now that I'm a father. I guess you could say. Well, we hope so, Will. Yeah, because if I get dumber, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, you man. So, hey, listen. I'm going to put this out to their listeners because we are we are looking at making improvements and we've you know, Phil would of course like to make the Alpha bigger and better and become a premier tournament. If you guys have any ideas or things you would like to see in a competition, send send it our way. You know, we may not entertain it whatsoever. They could be terrible ideas. They could be groundbreaking ideas. Whatever you got, send them our way. We'll read them.
1: I've got one. Ah, oh, here we go. I think that uh, that the previous year's winners should automatically be put into the final bracket. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Uh, I tried. I tried. No, it's, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's got to be like CrossFit, where even if you're the previous year's winner, you could still end up not making it. True story. It, it
2: appears there's there's quite a few athletes in those, uh, in those categories that, that didn't make it, from what I understand. Yeah. It's I been, mean...
1: Several yeah. years in a row, like, some of the guys that you expect to be there just got beat up <laughs> by the young guns, man. Oh, but, but Dan he, Bailey he, was a heartbreak, man. That's my boy.
0: And here's my man. question,
2: though. Obviously, CrossFit's growing, right? There's more and more and more people doing it, more and more people trying to qualify. Are they opening up the amount of people that can qualify at all?
1: Um, Are those spots no. that much yeah. harder to get? Well, so, no. no. I mean, everybody can, has the opportunity to qualify through the open and then through regional. So you gotta, you got to prove that you're cream of the crop in your region and make it to regionals. And then within regionals, it's still only the top, I can't remember, five, five maybe four or five. five. Yeah, but for here, each region, so it's still the nice decim- question, Though, yeah.
2: it's it's like if it, originally you maybe had a hundred people Biden for five spots, right? And then a thousand people for five spots. Now, if it's ten thousand people really getting after five spots, you can just have half of a bad workout and you're out.
0: You're, you're right, that's, right. that's you're what's right. happened.
2: Yeah, but see that that to me, I don't like that because there could be some of those people that, like you said, maybe in that format of the games with the longer you know more competition more events this and that they thrive in that and they maybe never ever get to get to that that stage because of whatever happens in a regional or an open you know and maybe not so much the open because those are just the workouts that they they prescribe for everybody to do right and you got to do it at right. your gym yeah so I just I'm just wondering are they gonna start opening up more spots because or open up more or shrink the regions because then that way at least you're not still like, you know, bidding for five spots out of 100,000 people. I don't know what it is, you know, but I don't know.
1: Right. And actually, funny enough, they actually just changed it in the past couple of years where they actually expanded the regions. So uh, it went from like, you know, um, being more regions, uh, smaller regions with two or three qualifiers to uh, combining, I can't remember how many in each region, how many of the regionals into one super region, I think they call it, and then now allowing five people. Um, And that was because there was years where somebody in one of the smaller regions would qualify, but somebody in a completely separate region like kicked that score's ass. Like they, like they even though they got fourth place and didn't qualify for the games, they still beat the first place winner from another region. So that's why they expanded the region so that to make it a little bit tougher for the competitors. And it's funny because when that happened, you saw athletes actually moving. Like, I don't know if they physically move their house and move, but they're, qualifying in different regions
0: now yeah you have to live i think in that region for a certain amount of time
1: yeah i think it's like six months
0: or something
2: sounds like more politics to me
0: you know what phil you should start your own competition and then you can make the qualifiers for those events whatever you want them to be
2: um in, in a, an event like that it sounds like too much work
0: well, it could be any kind of event <clears throat> yeah. i don't know man Maybe you i've already host an archery event
2: I've already started dabbling into that, and you know what? Honestly, the event itself wasn't stressful for me. It was fun. It was getting the damn range ready. That's what was freaking—because we were balls shoot. to the wall. We were, like, literally finishing shit the last day. I ain't lying.
0: That range looks pretty damn sweet, so what's it, what's it like? What do you got out there? It's, nice. it,
2: it's just the, the, where we did everything was just on the big sighting range. We have the, the, the big portion of the 3D range that we weren't able to shoot on because it was too wet, but that will be ready for next year. And and like I said, the the structure and everything, the game is going to be essentially the same, very similar. The format, as far as shooting multiple tournaments or qualifier qualifying for a final event or something like that, that that is up in the air for potentially changing. But the the game itself is going to be the same.
1: The yeah, man, it, it 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 ran smoothly. There was no hiccups. There was no. You know, not there was no downtime. There's not there was not a lot of downtime. There was no downtime where you were sitting waiting, twiddling your thumbs. It was, you know, everything was back to back to back. It went perfectly. I mean, well done.
2: I appreciate it, man. It was, I don't know. Like I've done a lot of events and and seeing and I and I pay attention. You know, it's it's. I'm not saying I, I did everything perfect, but I saw where other events have fallen short or other events aren't exciting or other events. You know, and just the a- element of adding music to people competing. Oh, I love that. You know, yeah. you oh, don't yeah. see, you, you, I can guarantee you're not going to get that in another archery competition.
0: No, no. You, you know? got people holding people's umbrellas and hushing the crowd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I like that, dude. I thrive on that because, um, and it's funny because I've talked to a few people uh, at the gym um, where I told them, where Becky knows me so well that she knows now not to... Not to be yelling and cheering me on like you know super loud and you got this you could do this blah blah blah. She knows that I need I need to be just in my zone. I need to be where I'm just you know just not focused on on the on the stress or on the competitors of the of the situation where I can just be um, just chill just relax just not even thinking about it. Um, and she did well and I, I applaud her and love her to death. Yeah, man, you had a and good that, look. That music, that music, you know, that's where it was coming from, is that music helped kind of drown out a lot of the people like, yeah. you know, I hear people cheering for me, and that's great. I love that, don't get me wrong. But when it's just all just you hear you hear everyone yelling your name, you go I think you could do this, you know, and then um or if you miss or if you hit, the cheering's great, that it you know, it's just being able to drown kind of that stuff out for me kinda of helped me calm myself a little bit.
2: Yeah, it it, it was fun, man, and it was I, I don't know. Like I said, next year, I'm still, I'm still going to be um, running the events and being on the sidelines, but I may end up dabbling in the team events or something just because it's just fun to play. You know, I got to, I got to go run one round this year because there was a buy, but and it, it was fun. You know, We'll have to do something to incorporate it somehow in the winter where people can get used to playing the game. Because obviously we've got a big indoor shop, so we can do some smaller scale of it inside. And uh and, and like I said, just keep showing people how to play because you know, one and a half, two and a half, three minutes of, of action and, and people are having a good time doing it. So Absolutely. Anyway, you gotta you gotta run, man, or you gotta you got time still?
0: Oh, wait I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Jesse's got a couple minutes. So Jesse you <laughs> won. Was there was there a particular supplement or anything you were taking that may have helped you aid
1: in your victory? <laughs> uh dude um i always take my mountain ops you know i'm always on the enduro on the blaze um I use some of the proteins I, I happen to be out right now so i gotta replenish on that but absolutely mountain ops all the way
2: we had our hydration station
0: we did on the main table what was we, on the
2: we, hydration station enduro we were just running enduro in there i was nervous because those kids running around i didn't want to put the yeti kids in the towel jacked
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah hey. Dominic's so. running the course, carrying everything yeah. on his back.
2: No man, but we, we were we were blowing through some some uh some enduro in that in that uh that jug, man. We were we were keeping it cold and keeping it keeping it full and um, yeah I Mountain mean, Ops came came up big man with uh, with support in the event. So we'll have to uh see. I mean you you gonna try to get out to, to Utah for their deal, JD or no?
1: Probably not. I don't think so. Not yeah. this sure anymore. I got some, I'll take I'll take uh, a phrase from Phil. I got some irons in the fire right now that I'm trying to see which one I can strike with and see if something's going to work out here. Um, so, you know, hopefully by next year the, that'll all be sorted out and I can kind of get back into the train hunt and maybe the mountain ops thing next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's somebody said something to me this weekend too, and, and it, they said, I can't remember how it was worded, and I said, man, I've just thrown so much shit against the wall to see what sticks, and <laughs> I hope this one sticks because I'm having fun with it, you know. Hell but, yeah. Uh, but but that's, that's I think what, it will. I don't know. If that's I can I've have heard.
0: fun watching it in New York State on a video that's on Facebook, it's got to be fun, man. Yeah,
1: I, I
2: talked to Brendan with Maven today. Actually, he we, we you know we we talked a little bit today, and he's like, man, it looks like you guys are having a great time out there, you know, watching the feed on the some of the videos on same thing on Facebook. And uh, I told him I was like, man, you got to come out next year. It was a good time.
1: It was a blast, dude. Even even the the thirty target, you know, two D, three D shoot um, the day before. The fact that there was that many targets and we were able to kind of spread out and do you know groups of twos and threes, you know, made it move move pretty pretty quickly, pretty smoothly. I had a lot of time to shoot the shit with the people that you know and meet new people and make new friends. So it it, it was set up perfectly. I mean, I look forward to next year as well, for sure.
0: Which, that, that brings me back to this. Great things about uh, Mountain Ops and Maven Binoculars Optics is uh, they support this podcast, and they do it by giving us some sweet codes you guys can put in at your purchases. If you're getting some Mountain Ops, you just head on over to GetMountainOps.com, and you enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and you save 20% on your purchase, which is fantastic. Okay. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, Phil loves it. Jesse loves it. We all take him. We're all loving it. And then uh, when it comes to binoculars, uh, Maven has some kick-ass binoculars, and they uh, gave us a coupon code because they can't really lower their price for us. They wanted to hook our listeners up, so if you make a purchase, uh, just enter the coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout, and they'll send you some free Maven swag there you go nice nice yeah jesse you ought to get yourself some yeah I, i'd like to someday <laughs> i know a guy who's selling them he's carrying them in his shop in denver
2: well, well technically i'm not selling, them. Oh, I've, got not selling them. I've got them. some demo
0: you're demoing Some demo You're demoing if you want to check them out did. in person you're in the denver metro area head on over to no limits archery phil will hook you up we'll show you them. he also happens to have a state-of-the-art uh indoor range outdoor range uh sells just phenomenal equipment bows bowtex knows they all know what they're doing so check it out uh if you're in the upstate new york area you want to get together and shoot i'll let you look through the binoculars check them out you know whatever you guys want you know just so you can just, just so you can check them out because we believe in them if we didn't believe in them phil wouldn't put them in his shop i'll tell you that right now you just yeah, nice
2: For a short time, I had them side-by-side with a a couple other name brands. And, you you know, some people were looking at them side-by-side. And it was just, it was basically the same kind of end result that I was coming to where it was, you know what, these are as good or better than some of the high, high high-end name stuff on the market for, you know, half the price. And to me, it's a no-brainer, you know, as, as hunters and, you know, outdoorsmen. You want the best you you want the best your dollar can buy you right you know so not everybody's dollar is the same but if you can get the same quality product for you know half or sixty percent of the the high the high-end stuff right quotation marks um, then it's yeah to me it's a no-brainer and the, the people over there at maven are just awesome to deal with so super happy to be working with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, Brandon, great guy, great guest. Well, I have to get him on because I got more questions when it comes to
1: optics. All right, fellas. Well, i better run. Um, the wife's texting me I'm supposed to be somewhere, so I got to head over there. All Thank right. you for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man, for sure. So, hey, real quick, uh, not this Sunday. Yep. Next Sunday, if you're in the Denver metro area, 8 o'clock, we've got the Alpha Boot Camp. Uh, you, we're going to get after it, 8,
0: 8 o'clock in the morning. Yes, sir. What, what's Peter. the date on that in case people are listening uh, to this every like time? That's like June.
2: Uh, give me one sec. June 12th.
0: June 12th. There you go. Also, I believe we'll have live coverage. I think there's two trained to Hunt events this weekend coming up. We should have, uh, I think we'll have live coverage from both. Awesome. And, uh, you know, head on over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, give us a likes, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Natural Born Hunter, you know. Follow Jesse, Anchor CrossFit, you know, it's this is this is a great group to be a part of.